Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Attention Carriage House members, run a year to tell you all about Anchor.fm. Anchor is the fabulous app that we use to create our podcast. And let me tell you something, you can use it to create a podcast of your own. It's totally free. They have these terrific creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, if you're that sort of person. I have a staff, excuse me. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty fabulous. The possibilities are totally endless. So download the free Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Kiss, kiss. Again. Ronnie, you're going to ruin this entire thing. You are proving Donald Trump right. I'm playing Trump by right. the rules. I'm playing by the Who's rules. rules? They- oh, shit. Hold what on. Happened? Did you not record? No, I dropped something. Oh, God. There, done. Oh, you know what? I was vermished because I. it's election day. So then I said, well, I had voted early, of course. Yeah. I have my eye coffee and voted sticker. As do I. Which I'm wearing today, which I deserve to wear because I have voted repeatedly. That's in the right. last month. Uh, and I said, you know, let me go vote in person one more time. Sure. Just to be sure. You know, Rana, you're really going to undo this entire thing. Because, you know, Massachusetts- If it's not undone is, already. Yeah, well, Massachusetts is such a controversial state. Hanging on by one vote, Rana. <laughs> it could go red any second. It's a real swing state, Massachusetts. Very purple state. It's always been very purple, Massachusetts. Would you say that Massachusetts is the darkest of the blue states? Vermont, maybe? Yeah, it's a good question. Maybe Vermont. Yeah. Uh, Massachusetts is pretty blue, though I have to say in the past few years, as with everything, there has been a strange trend where, with everything, where the left has almost circled around to the right. Well, because you can't rely on those blue dog Democrats like you used to. No, no. it, It used to be the belief in the idea of sort of the great society or the greatest generation or whatever. Yep. And that there was a real idea of service and making sure that society takes care of its weakest members. Totally. And all of that. And that has Which is pretty also the much foundation the of window. unions, really, that idea. And of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, that is the na- sure. the official name of the state of Massachusetts, is the Commonwealth. That's so true. So the question is, how do all of these policies benefit the most of the members of our society, if we are concerned with the common wealth Wealth. of Massachusetts. But in any event. Yeah. Well, Ron, I raided my medicine cabinet this morning, but I need to actually raid yours because all I had was Advil and Prozac, and it doesn't really do much to just binge on those. That sounds like a, a recipe for an upset stomach. I'm a nervous wreck for tonight. Yeah. How are you feeling going in? 
I honestly, I, I'm so, I, I, I almost can't discuss it. I know me too. I am just on the edge. I'm on the edge. Do you want to hear what happened to me? Yes, please. Oh, I'd love to hear what happened to you. Well. But I do want to remind people that we, uh, if you search now in Giphy. Yes. Okay. So that means on your phone, whenever you're looking for a sticker or a meme or a GIF. Yes. Anywhere. Yeah. That can be on your phone. That can be on WhatsApp. Or if the 1% of you say GIF. Well, you're wrong. If you do, you're wrong. You're wrong. But there's still like 50 people who do. Well, if you're confused, then ask yourself why they named it Giffy, P-H, instead of Jiffy. Yeah. Yep. Like the peanut butter. Like the pop. Yeah. Like the pop. Do you, are they owned by the same people, Jiffy Pop and Jiffy Peanut Butter? Well, it's Jiff Peanut Butter, Rana, and it's Jiffy oh. Pop. Boy, do I feel confident right now. I feel great that I knew Groceries more Groceries about- in the free, in the Attitudes feed every don't you Thursday. Eat, don't you eat Jiff, Rana? No. Only choosy mothers choose Jeff, but That's I right. cho- I'm even choosier than the choosiest mother. Sure, sure, sure. That's fair. I only eat natural peanut butter that I that I press myself at the store. It goes bad in two minutes. That's I don't the like only that. Kind. I, it's not sweet enough. You know what the other problem is? It's moldy, in my opinion. Ew. Whenever really? you have a bunch of peanuts sitting around together, I think they get moldy. It's my opinion. <laughs> well, you haven't been wrong about much, so I hear you. Who knows what I'm wrong about? I I say everything very confidently so people believe it. Well, all we know is this. At one point, you said that Dr. Jill Biden seemed like the kind of person who would be... Oh, We we didn't talk about this yet. How? Oh, If anyone thought... If anyone... If anyone was blown away by Ronna guessing that person worked for a regional flight so long ago, this took it to a completely different level. You should tell them because they're not going to believe me. So, Rana, on the episode, I believe with Cody, with the fabulous Cody Rigsby. Ari Shapiro. Oh, I'm so sorry. Was that was the really Ari Shapiro episode. Ari Shapiro. Oh, I, so everyone's just, all the gays are interchangeable to you? That's it? That's right, Rana. So, yeah. you're right. It was Ari Shapiro. Because I yeah. remember he didn't want to comment on it. but He I, didn't want to comment on a lot of things, but we still got him going, didn't it's we? It's true. Yeah. He's, you said that Dr. Jill Biden reminded you of like a Jersey Shore waitress who's like great at her job and loves talking to people. Am I getting that right? Correct. I said that she was absolutely the kind of person who, if they kept you waiting five extra minutes for your table, would say, you know, I'm, we're going to bring you guys an extra basket of fries. Yes, exactly. So Can we I get had you to, Is this, hon, is this your whole party here? Hun, is your whole party here? Yeah. That's what I, yeah. And I had, I'm going to be frank. I thought Ron, I thought Ronna at that moment, I was just like, well, you're, that you've gone off the rails because that's could not be true. These are, why just because she's a doctor. Everybody had a summer job, Brian. I know that, Rana, but she just. I've, I guess I've never seen that part of her personality where she would do that. What do you need to see her personality for? All you have to see is her hair and her defensive Joe. Yes, like she she put she's a body for him. She's a regular Wendy Dang. She absolutely is. She gets yeah. in between him and whoever's coming after him in a And she minute. also pulls him back. Did yep. you see that video where he yes. was standing too close to reporters and she pulled him back about yep. two feet? It was like six feet, Joe. Yep. Yep. She's she's a queen. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, someone wrote in and said that Dr. Jill Biden's sister Correct. is a waitress on the Jersey Shore. <laughs> and that she is the longtime favorite waitress at a diner that she'll yeah, remain nameless I, of this entire family. And that she's such a fabulous waitress, she prefers his brother over him. 
So everybody will come in and sit down and she'll get the brother a cup of coffee and make sure he's fine and doesn't ask anyone else at the table if they need anything. I love that so I much. Was bl- honestly, Rhonda, that one blew me out of the water. I had to DM Ari Shapiro immediately when that happened and say, excuse me. What do you look call who, it again? Look Your shtetl something? Shtetl clairvoyance. That's right. Yeah, that is that one. What that one truly f- threw me for a loop. So yeah. I want to know who you're predicting to win. Oh, I can't. I can't do it. it I really work can't like do it. It okay. doesn't. It also, you know, it's like all superpowers. Or yeah. if you're a mutant, you know how the mutants and the X Men they use their powers and then they become exhausted. No, but yeah, you get the idea. Yeah. If you use too much of your juice, you could collapse oh, on, on the floor. Kind of got thing. it. Yeah, you have to conserve. Yes, because the energy, you know, there's a finite amount of energy and then you have to, you know, the generator has to be kicked up again or whatever. Correct. I think I'd actually collapse if I had to. It would require too much of myself in order to make a presidential prediction. I understand. And I could have to take to my bed and then the podcast could be over. And Ronna, you're running an empire. So honestly, don't use it then. Please don't get me started. I'm working on coffee labels for the holiday. Are you kidding? There are so many surprises coming. There, and by the way, when we say holiday, we mean- Holiday. Um, holiday. We don't mean yeah. Christmas. We mean holiday. Yeah. We, yeah. Excuse me. We don't excuse mean Christmas, me. but we don't not mean Christmas. This show is half Jewish. This show is, it's also half Arab. This is the Arab-Israeli conflict over it's here. It absolutely is. We're solving all <laughs> kinds of problems just in this podcast. We are an example to, to, the, the, to the Middle East. To, I don't know what they're waiting for. I don't either. Yeah, we have it all here. We're, ca- we're covering all the bases. Yep. But oh, you're doing a Marlon Brando folding up your sleeve. I am because I What's think happening? sometimes when my sleeves are too low, it makes me look- Beefy? Yeah. <laughs> I do. Are you going to roll your cigarettes up in your sleeve? You know, I tried doing that once and it just didn't look right. Did no. they used to have much longer sleeves? I don't know, but they had the right shirts for it. They did. They don't make well, shirts they had like a Hollywood more. costume designer who was tailoring that shirt to them. That's true. Can we please get back to my Giphy? Yes. My yes. point is this. Yes. You're doing an Instagram story. Yeah. You're doing, you're sending your friends something cute, whatever it is. Yeah. We have Ask Rana stickers. That's right. On Giphy. It's like so, the coolest kind of crafting. You have no excuse when you're doing your coffee posts, when you're doing your coffee and vote posts, yeah. all of the coffee stickers that people were getting in the bag yeah, are available virtually. So if you want to take your iCoffee and you want to take your picture and then just put one of these iCoffee, especially today because it's election day. It is, certainly is, Ron. If you want to take your picture and then put the iCoffee and voted sticker on your story and then tag us, we would be delighted. Yep. Delighted. We have a bunch of uh We got updates. follow-ups. We got updates. We've got we got all kinds of things going everything, on here. Everything yeah. happening here, Rhonda. Where should yeah. we start? Should we start with some reviews? Uh, should we start with some reviews? Okay, sure. Why not? Okay. Are we still having our election party this evening at my house? If I'm still invited, you told me yeah. I couldn't come in. No, so I'm going to let you either watch. I haven't decided. You're either going to watch through the French doors or the Fleetwood doors, as the case may be. But you said or, that other people were allowed in. Well, everyone else has had a corona test, and I haven't gotten your res- results yet. You haven't texted them to me yet. So 
Okay. I don't know well, if you need to go do a rapid test or, yeah, or what. I might be, you know, Rana, those aren't that cheap. So if And you, you could, know, they're having a big spike in Winthrop. I don't know if you saw that. This what does that a big, have to do with me? Well, that's where the, uh, that's where the lobsterman's model well, he lives on the Winthrop. edge of Winthrop, Rana. Well, that's- But he does go to I'm the bars is, every night. There is, <laughs> there is a spike. There's been a spike. Uh, okay, read us read us your fabulous reviews. Okay, yeah. this one comes from Denial James, who gave us five stars, stars and writes, oh. love, 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 Rama, Rama. Rama. Rama, Rama Emmanuel. Rana is <laughs> a charming high-end lady. Brian, OMG, funny, funny, funny. Henry's Gigi <laughs> gives us five stars and writes, love your podcast, listening to Rana and Brian, capital Y. I like it today, I think. Twice, I'm not. I'm on the fence today. Listening to Rana and Brian twice a week is a treat. I'm such a fan of both. Together they are amazing. Keep up the great work. Kiss, kiss. Now, Rana, we also have, oh, there, there is one more review from Port Out Starboard Home. Oh. Yeah, five stars. Okay. Did you know... The Barbara Streisand is a vanilla-scented, not flavored, scented lobster maven. That's why she live delivers Santa Barbara ice cream to the JCC every day via her quiff. Okay. These are, it, uh, this yeah. is nonsense. If your blue check shoulder bird is telling you this review is a little freefy, don't worry. All will be revealed in the carriage house over a knife, nice beefing stalls. Not what it's called. Arting stalls. <laughs> Oh, no, this is their drink. Beefing stalls. Model one massive discount tomato <laughs> with coarse salt. Top with Arting Stalls gin. Crystal light rim protein bar garnish. <laughs> Listen, sounds like a great morning to me. Not a joke. I gifted the Santa Maria Novello rose candle as recommended last Ronica, and the recipient called to do a live unboxing because it was so beautifully wrapped, and they gushed over the scent. Rana and Brian are the Origins Feel Good Hug Bedtime Body Wrap of Podcasts, a relaxing and elevated experience that oddly comes out of a microwave. Huh. Well, that first one, I was waiting for Barbara Streisand to say she got the candle. Well, that was... <laughs> That was just refer- a reference game of our, of our podcast very verse, clever. of our universe. Very clever. Uh, but Ronica is right around the corner. Rana, I mean, you've already, you've been planning this for, since the last Ronica. Well, and you told me you've been planning your Ronica. I have. I as have well. I already, I already have like, I'm probably not as far as you are. I have like five things so far. I do have And one. all that have been personally vetted by me. I want to, I love that. I want to say this. We did get one more review and I'm going to say it very briefly. And then I'm going to tell that person that they can show themselves the door if they need to. That's fine. But then after that, Rana, there is a follow-up I want you to read. Okay. Yeah. We got one review from someone named CMDM. Now, I wish I knew where my phone was so that I could read it off of it. Now, CMDM is someone Call me, darling man. Is that what it stands for? It could be. Yeah. Uh, that is someone who has written to us before or commented before. I don't know exactly who they are. I just know that they've commented before. And they gave us one star. What? On iTunes because they say, which is only the craziest thing I've ever heard. Let me find this. I am. They oh you, oh, you should be aghast is what you should be. By the way, if you can hear the, a podcast clearly, that is already two stars. That's half the battle. Vote question mark, but for who? 
That is the that is the subject. If they can't commit in twenty twenty, are you dot, out dot, dot, of your Never mind. mind. Dot dot dot. I Do we sound think that, undecided to anyone? That is to wild. To go onto iTunes and affect our rating with a one-star rating. Not to mention- confused about where we fall. Lead people into thinking that we don't have a stance on that? It's also none of your business. That's true. If we, if we decide to endorse somebody, which by the way, I don't think anyone who listens to this show is confused about where no, we fall on the political not. spectrum. That's right. And if they are- I don't know what to tell them. Yeah. We just gushed for five minutes over Dr. Jill Biden. Why is it for you to tell us that we have to state exactly what we're doing and what you want? And how dare you go onto iTunes and give us a one-star review? That is so insane. Which only makes me tell the other people. That they need to get back on iTunes, giving us those five stars, hashtag five stars only, and those reviews. Because when someone like that does that, they pull the show down. And we are only interested in people that are pulling us up. Honestly, this is the sort of 101 liberalism that drives me crazy. Where it's like, like, honey, we we got there 25 years ago. Yeah, Yeah, I, I mean, listen. I'm, I'm sorry, you're just figuring it you're out. You're just but, figuring out. Yes. Yeah. No, we got it, honey. In fact, yeah. we wanted someone a little more to the left than Joe, but this yeah. is what we're doing. But thank you for pushing us even further towards oh making a public God. endorsement. Get out of here. Honestly. Get out of here. I banish you from the carriage house. Get out. That's right. Unless you want to keep listening. But what you could do is you could, please, I'd like to ask people to go give their five stars and do, if they're as outraged as we are and do their reviews because it's, we got to cancel that out. That's outrageous. If you want to give me one star and say you hate my advice and it didn't work and, you know, that's up to you. So you know? I made some but, dumb joke about Amy Coney Barrett and someone said that my remark about her was homophobic. I don't know how that's possible. And all, she's not gay. Can't do the math on that. And that it was anti-feminist. And I was like, you know what? After all these years, I'm so glad someone finally pegged me. As yes, both you're, those the an, you're the anti-feminist. Not Anna, a- Amy Coney Barrett. No, you. I'm the anti-feminist yeah. homophobe yeah. because I- Not the her- one who belongs to- You're the one who belongs to a cult where they can't wear belt buckles because it yeah. draws men's attention to women's private parts. Because we called her Amy Clowney Butthole. And all of a sudden, I'm an anti-feminist <laughs> and a homophobe. <laughs> that's kind of cute. Thank you. All right. You want me to read this update? Yes, this gay posal. All right. But then because we then we gotta get moving here. We have a fabulous Sabrina. speaking speaking of Sabrina's with us Sabrina's. today. <laughs> speaking of uh Arab Israeli relations. Though she's yeah. not Arab, but yeah. Pakistani, Mus- but yeah. Muslim, Muslim Jewish relations. True. Yeah. Rana and Brian, this is Eric in quotes who you hopefully remember from a call in one of your early episodes asking for advice on how to propose to my boyfriend. Well, I have an update. Now, who did we, this was the game of Clue thing. Do you remember that? Who was that guest for the game of Clue episode? Ooh, good question. When we talked about doing the game of Clue Boyd game. It wasn't Natalie Morales, was it? It may have been. No, it wasn't because our call-in guest for that was about face care. Oh, okay. So now I can't remember. I well, thought, I'll keep reading. And you it was right it around there. Okay. I was all ready to, pro- to propose to him shortly after our chat. 
If you remember, you guys had suggested using the game Clue to propose. Sure. Then, unfortunately, my dad, who had cancer, took a pretty quick turn for the worse and ended up passing away Christmas morning. Very sad. Well, this means this was very early on because we only started the podcast last November. That's true. It was a very early game. Very early. Elizabeth Reza? I actually think it was Elizabeth Reese Rana. This put a delay on my plan to propose as we worked through the grief and everything associated with that. Very sorry to hear that, Eric, in quotes. Excuse me. Couple months later, as we all know, quarantine hit and we were faced with months of both working from home. We are both in education, myself a teacher, and him more on the administrative side for a community college. I decided we should probably wait out the quarantine and make sure we were still willing to put up with each other. Okay. I endorse that as mm-hmm. a strategy. If anything, our love and connection grew during those months stuck home together to the point where we decided to start looking for a new house together. He was living with me in my house. I purchased before I knew him. We found that perfect house and we both instantly fell in love with and it and we were fortunate enough to have our offer accepted. I decided the perfect time to propose would be right after we got the keys to the new house and when we first walked into our new home together. I decided I'd bring the game of Clue and suggest we play the game on the floor of the empty living room. You had me up until this. Leading up to him checking the envelope. He just got me, Rana. He just got me. At the end to a lovely... Will you, instead of, oh, that's pretty fun. Instead of it being the murderer, it was going to be, will you marry me message? That's I what it, I said. I had it all planned out. You wanted him to have a custom board game made, as I recall. No, I didn't. I wanted the card inside to say, will you marry me? Oh, okay. So yes. chills, chills, chills for you. Yes. The day, I have real election day energy today, don't I? Yeah, yeah you do. You're out for, to win. The day came and I, because of who knows why, forgot the damned game. I'm, you know uh, what? I just, I, I'm going to walk out of my place right now. I'm so upset with you. Oh, this is, why send us this? Oh one? my God. This is a, so, this is what, How exactly. How could you miss this opportunity? This is the kind of shit Rana hates too. I have to be yeah. honest with you. Well, go home and get the game if you forgot. This is that threes company storyline bullshit. Oh, I, you know, oh, this yeah, because who could nuts. believe it? Who could yeah, believe exactly. it? Exactly. But, it, but I decided I couldn't wait any longer and just decided to ask him to marry me as soon as we got into the house through my tears. From me, not him. I'm much. I'm the much more emotional one. He answered, "Of course, I will." No, he. This, but the reason he didn't cry is because he was like, "I thought we were going to play Clue." That's yeah, why. he was not. He was just. Yeah, exactly. He was disappointed. Yeah. This last year has been crazy, but he has been one of the, the one thing that has pulled me through it all. I am so excited to be engaged to the love of my life, and thank you both for taking me through this all that time ago. You are the best. Kiss, kiss, Eric. Proud sauna privilege member. Congratulations, Eric. I mean, that, you, it really took a couple turns there that threw me for a loop, but that's I mean, beautiful. What a wonderful! I'm so, and I have to say, if there's any silver lining to any of this quarantine, it's for people. Of course, there's plenty of people getting divorced and relationships not working out, but then there are that other sliver of the pie where you're realizing you made a pretty good choice. And then if you need to be caught in a pandemic with somebody, you've chosen the right person. Yeah. I would say that about Yadvina for sure. She's Yadvina. been wonderful. She's been wonderful. You'd you know, that- she's really stepped up. If I needed her to go into some, you know, unsavory uh-huh. neighborhoods to look for Clorox wipes, she did it. No question. Right. You know, she's always bringing another, 
you know, um, she's been a great team member. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Yeah, I, she's been, I mean, she's, yeah, she's, she's been She's been good. giving you personal massages. She's been doing your calves for you. I assume you think she's been a great team member. No, I, I do think she's been a great team member, Mama Rana, but she's not my teammate. Did you call me Mamala? Is that what you just called me? I called you, well, before I called you Rama, <laughs> and then I think I called you Mama. <laughs> I thought you called me Mamala. Mamala. Maybe I did accidentally. <laughs> no, Rana, um, that's, okay, noted. Beefsteak tomato in a glass, an old beefsteak tomato. Muddle it with coarse salt. Put, Which actually, that part adding, sounds great. Pour adding stalls on top. Still sounds good. Crystal light rim. Loses me a little there. Garnish it with a protein bar. And I don't mind that. <laughs> okay. We've got Sabrina Jalicia. Sab- Sabrina Jalice is here. Sabrina is here. Sabrina's here. Let's get to it. Oh, one more thing. The most important thing. Get out there and vote. Get out and vote. We want a picture of you with your I voted sticker. And then we want you to take a Giphy, I coffee and voted. Please. Slap that on top of that. But this is no longer just an I coffee and voted situation. We want everyone to post their I voted stickers and tag us because we want to know about all of our fabulous uh, carriage house members who we're very proud of. There's nothing else you should do today. Yes, that's right. Except sign up for patreon.com slash askrana. Yes. If you haven't already. That's join true, us. Anna. Join us in the carriage house. Join us Every in the week, carriage house. Every week there's a bonus episode. We do a film festival. We do. We have a book club. We do. We give extra more intimate advice, just the two of us. Ooh, yes, we do. We do, actually. We I dress up. We, got, we dressed up for Halloween, Ronner. Wait a minute. We didn't just... Wait, so if people don't know, and they can, if they sign up for sauna privileges, they can still see the video of this. Yeah. Brian and I for Halloween. We both, everybody dressed up, Cynthia as well. She dressed up as Rebecca. She did dress up as from Rebecca. From da- Daphne DeMarier's Rebecca. <laughs> and, and Brian and I did a costume reveal surprise, and it turned out we had both gone as the Hamburglar with our Chanel trick-or-treating bags. Nothing could have made me happier. And somebody tagged us because Charlie Baker, the uh, governor of Massachusetts, somebody, a child wrote to him and said, I know how to solve Halloween. Uh, we should give king-size candy bars because then kids don't have to stick their hand in to pull more than one piece out if you give king-size. And I think we, mm-hmm. we all know who was on the forefront of that. Rana gives a king-size, gave a king-size, I should say. Okay, without further ado, Sabrina, and I also had uh, the gloves out there. Excuse me. Those yes, little teeny, teeny tiny kid sized gloves. It was a and real my pumpkin six feet apart and the whole I mean, and then I had a misting spray coming over the door. They didn't know that, but I was disinfecting every few minutes. You were above you were. the door. It was, it was quite a yeah. setup. It was like mousetrap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sabrina Jalice. Rana, you know. Today is not, you know, but it's, it's, um, this, as everyone knows, today is election day. It is. And for some goddamn reason. Yeah. We got a Canadian on this show. Because it was too fraught. You're right. An American here today. This was by design, Brian. Okay. To have an American with us today was too fraught. So what we did is we had to reach outside of the country into our international sphere of influence here. That's true. And this is a person who makes her life in the United States for the most part. She certainly does. But my understanding is she has fled north of the border (laughs) during during the coronavirus. Which, by the way, is. 
brilliant. I mean, who well, wouldn't did you know if they that were- everybody in Canada is doing what they're supposed to be doing? Yes. I don't want to shock you. They told them these are the rules, and they said, "Okay." Yeah. Yeah. We'll 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 do, we'll do this. So we're nobody's not dying our- up there. No. Or not they're, nobody much. Let's put it that they're way. They're dying of laughter at this country is what they're yes, doing. Yes, that's what they're doing. Uh they're dying from poutine. They're all dying from the arteries being blocked. That's right. The, they're they're all they're laughing. They're dying at, from corona. Completely because they're all like, guess what, bitch? We already had our Thanksgiving. <laughs> um Ladies Lana, and gentlemen. Actress. I'm, oh, I'm not allowed to say that anymore. Everybody. Actress. Producer. Yeah. yeah. Writer. Yeah. Conceptor of shows. Stand up, stand up, stand up, parent, cook. She's cooked for me, even get out of here, Sabrina Jalice. And I do it again, and I would cook for you again, Brian. Nice (laughs) to meet you, Rana. I'm so happy to be here. We couldn't be more thrilled, Sabrina. You are such a breath of fresh air, all and my breath of fresh air has to segue right into telling you I ran from the fire air, I didn't run from COVID. I was like. My little baby will be two and a half years old. We had the option to come here and then I could get some childcare help from my parents. It was just like, literally like within 24 hours, we're like, it's, he's smelling fire. So let's, uh, you thought about his little, his little virgin lungs and you had to get out of there. I can understand. What's the vibe in, in old CA and I mean, it's, (laughs) it's nice. It's like, it's a night. I mean, the, the government here has done a lot to take care of the people, which is like, I mean, shockingly when people feel sort of soothed and taken care of in the eye of the storm, they're not going to be, have their backs up against like, we leave information. We, we, I was just thinking like with this work in the U S but every time you go to a restaurant, a patio, you leave your information and it's contact tracing. And if oh. someone ha- has a case, then you get told that you should go get tested. And it's like, that's so great. But would it work in America? Oh, that's I feel such like people common would be sense. so angry about leaving their information because they don't have trust in government. And I mean, oh, oh, that's this so, day that's so to, smart. on this election day, yep. it's yeah. like we have been in this fucking storm in a pressure cooker and just i hope that this day is a little relief i know have you ever thought about becoming an american citizen yes for sure i would really like to i was trying to do it honestly not during this administration yeah um and and uh yeah i mean i want to be able to vote and my life is in america people like here also it's like it's funny because we really are just a state on top of America. I mean, if America goes down, everybody's going Thank down. You. With it. The attitude You're of preaching like, to the choir with Rana because she Thank said you. that for years, which I think is not. I right. always say Canada is just hiding up there. That's wrong. It's Rana. like a fanny pack on top of this huge machine. In terms of numbers, we have yeah, on top of a Canada huge belly. Yeah. Than, <laughs> than the state of California. And it's a much bigger country. Yeah. And it's a much bigger country and it's got these amazing, like, I mean, the fact that people can go to the doctor and it's taken care of, it's amazing. And I wish that it was an example that people could look to and say like, oh, this could work here. Do you ever see Michael Um, Moore trolling around up there? We used to date, so he's not supposed to be near me. And honestly, the documentary he made about me was false. Okay. I do not drink car oil okay well they they say that he does shift some things so i'll side i'll side with you on that one i think with michael moore things are mostly true 
Yes, I agree. Yes, I As think. With but, well, it's really. just like when yeah. you watched Handmaid's Tale and the, everyone was running to Canada. Was it? It wasn't the attitude of like, "Ooh, Canada must be so fun." It's like everybody. If everybody's in turmoil, then we're in turmoil. Like yeah. this country and America going down doesn't bode well for Canada. No, not for anybody, really. I hate. I have to say. Yep. Uh, <laughs> no, but truly, I mean. There has not been enough focus on our geopolitical position. And people, you know, for years have been sort of, oh, America's so preachy and they stick the nose in everything and da-da-da. And of course that's true. But it's also true that when the hall monitor leaves the hall, everything goes haywire. And sure. so uh, there, there were yeah, definitely I mean, well, the hall monitor is drunk and smells like dirty yeah. belly buttons. Yeah. Get that, we, hall monitor that hall monitor. Well, <laughs> fingers crossed. We're getting a new RA today, but we'll find out. We'll yeah, find we'll out. Find oh, out. we'll find out when we find out. Yeah. But in the meantime, we have we have to deal. There is the universal and then there is the specific. And we have to deal with the specific. I here. love the way you break it down. Because we have. She makes it accessible. Otherwise, we, would you have any idea what the hell was going on? I would have been like, wait, what are we talking about now? <laughs> My point is that throughout this entire maelstrom that we've just addressed, there are people that are experiencing very real day-to-day problems and anxiety. And they have turned to the last Two, and in this case, three people on earth for some advice because right. we're not experts. If you don't count Aubrey O'Day, then we're it's not, just the three of us. Well, I wasn't counting her, and now I'm counting her again. Yeah. She got real sassy. Aubrey O'Day, who dated Donald Trump Jr., tweeted. She when, dated she was on the during, apprentice. when she was on The Apprentice. Tweeted, but you she have was to like, rewind because on MTV, they did a show called Making the Band, which Sean Puffy Combs was in charge of. And they put a girl band together. This was Danity in, I don't Kane. know, 2001 or and something. And they had a song. Someone that went, from Danity Kane dated. Aubrey O'Day. Because she was on Celebrity Apprentice. Was on Celebrity Apprentice and she dated Donald Trump Jr. While he was married, I think. Oh, I don't know about that. There's a bunch of pictures of them with their feet together. Like on vacation spots. Anyway, she tweeted last, or she tweeted after the last debate. She said, I'm tired of this. I've had it. She goes, Here's the truth Donald Trump Jr. hates his father. Ivanka is a down low lesbian. And yeah. Yes. I mean, no, but I know, but yes. Like, if that's her truth, then maybe she'll. Yeah. And um, I don't think so, Sabrina. Eric Trump okay. had sex with Miss I'm Universe. I'm like too Canadian. I'm like too welcoming. I'm like, oh my God, Ivanka? Like us? No, yeah. I just don't think true or not true. She's not admitting that anytime soon. Probably not. But Aubrey O'Day says she has receipts. And that okay, Eric Trump, yeah. who is probably the least attractive Trump, it's such a toss And by far, actually the dumbest other than Tiffany. Certainly the dumbest. Well, yeah. Tiffany's not as that dumb. Tiffany, Tiffany is uh, just not <laughs> polished. But, Tip, but Tiffany's smarter than Eric, for sure. I don't know about that. It's not much, but she no, is. No, I guess. Tiffany can go she's to like college. She's like a Kristen Wiig character. Completely. She's like a, Drunk yeah, I mean, no, Sherry O'Day. Like Miley Cyrus. I didn't really Real understand. County. Yes. I didn't really yeah. understand until recently uh, that Tiffany had, had taken on Ivanka's voice. Well, she really sounds tone. like Miley Cyrus. Well, no, she has that. She has that incredible. My father, and then my father has done this kind of work. On, but it's you know, so much. It's worse than that. Yes. Well, the sentences she's stringing together yeah. are outrageous. But Eric's but really Mala the dumb Maple one. Still looks great. She's the one that got away. 
Yeah, well, she's the one who she got as far great, away from him as she could She would have been a great first lady, Milo Maples. Did you ever see Will Rogers' Follies on Broadway, Sabrina? No. She and, was the star um, of it. Will Rogers' Follies? Yeah, I don't think it's any good. No. Sometimes okay. I just, I like, when people say references, I'm like, I should be watching things, reading things. And Not then, really. I never saw it either. say something that small, and I'm like, no, you're never going to get is, it. Like, this I'm is not start and then, literally, no, no. this was 25 years ago. And it ran so for like a month. you didn't miss anything. Yeah. The point is that Donald got Mala a pot. That was the point. And That's she got true. to do it for a minute. That's okay, true. Okay, so in any event, what we need to do is we need oh, to sorry, give Mama. people some advice. That's All right. right. Mm-hmm. So I'm we- going to read the first question because I'm the only person who's paying attention here. You go for it, Lana. Okay. Hello, Rana, Brian, and illustrious guest. Sabrina. I love the podcast. It's you, Sabrina. Patreon, Carriage House member, excuse me. All of you spot on advice over these past months. Okay. Well, oh, and all. Sorry, they used to be ampersand. I am writing to you hoping for some direction with my relationship. I am a 29-year-old gay man. I know the worst age and have been in a relationship with my boyfriend for almost three years. On paper, our relationship is ideal. We live in a nice house he bought in Denver. We both have professional, well-paying jobs, never fight, are pretty agreeable on most things, etc. The problem I'm having is that I feel so apathetic about everything. I'm not happy, but I'm not not happy either. I miss living and doing things alone. I miss being adventurous. I love being active and being outdoors to ski, kayak, run, hike, etc. And he's not that kind of guy. I want to keep advancing in my career, live in other states and countries, and he is content with his current life. Even though we have a good life and he's a great guy, I feel like I'm missing out on living my life to its fullest. I feel stuck in Groundhog Day with this relationship. To make matters more complicated, we got a puppy back in May that my boyfriend wanted to make matters more complicated. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, dog people. I am not an animal person. And now we're really fucked because there's a fucking puppy. Because we have to wait 14 years till it dies in order to end our relationship. Yeah. I am not an animal person and have been frustrated having to worry about this dog 24-7 with him. Is it okay to throw it all away to be alone? I've always been happiest when I'm alone. Or is this what a normal long-term relationship feels like and I just need to get over it? I'd love to hear your thoughts and any advice you can give. Thank you. Taylor, feel free to use my name. AKA, thank you for breaking up with my boyfriend. AKA, my bo- I will definitely play this for my boyfriend <laughs> and be like, I don't know. I don't know how they got that question. Feel free to use my name. Babe, let's listen to this podcast I've been listening to. Yeah. You know, people ask questions and then, oh, yeah, that does sound kind of like me. <laughs> what do you think, Sabrina? Do you um, think that, okay. yeah. So many things to say. First and foremost, Taylor, thank you for calling me illustrious. I knew it was a general thing, but I immediately felt pulled in and I wanted to listen to it. It's problem. specific to you, I think, yeah. <laughs> Number two, my very first, 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 sometimes the first sort of feeling you get when someone asks you a question is, what does your gut say from the vibe? Like, as if I'm a psychic, you know? I feel right. like Whoopi Goldberg and Ghost, where it's like, you know, what is getting a Demi Moore saying in my body? What's the one that goes in? Other yeah, you got Swayze. it. Anyways, Demi Moore. Oh, no, Patrick Swayze. Whoopi. Right. But reboot where Demi's in Whoopi's body, something to discuss later. I think that <laughs> much, much like the movie I'm reaching for, towards, your relationship's a ghost. <laughs> I, I know. Think my gut in you, as you ask the question 
and the different examples is that you know you know that your friends that are in relationships that are like your goal relationship they're not asking that same question however if you've been you know you feel that you're like puppy deep and that means something to you and you want to work on things I think couples therapy is amazing maybe you would find out when the stakes are actually really high that your partner would totally go kayaking. It's just this thing that he's hardened into that you guys are so different. And when you go do your stuff, he doesn't do it. Maybe there's some rescuing there. But what my feeling is, is that you don't, maybe deep down, like you just, you feel kind of over this. Maybe. Have you ever been through, and tell me if this is too personal. Did you, did, have you and your wife Ryan, ever been through? I'll cut you. <laughs> have you and your wife ever been to couples therapy? Did you, have you ever been yes. together? Oh, you yes. have. See, yeah, because I, was, I started going to therapy after Wolfie was born. Cause I was like, I want to know what the things are yeah. that I want to stop the cycle of. Yeah. You know, you feel that you, I mean, I'm, I'm like hanging out with my parents so much and I wish it was like an a la carte like situation where I could like visually be like, not that part, not that part. <laughs> yeah. But instead I find myself doing it and it's the parts of you that are like so laced into you that having someone on the outside, that's not your partner. Yes. Um, very important. Sort of watching the ball. Oh yeah. Pass back and forth between you. It's like really, and it helps. It really, really helps on both sides for you both to have the language to apologize and, and not have to double down and double down and double down. Cause it's like, Oh yeah, I guess I did come to that judgment really quickly. And I could totally like, even if I reach the same place, take a beat and just learn to live. And there is something about having someone else in the room that makes you, when you speak, you're automatically more thoughtful in what you're trying to get across because there's someone watching you. And so you are thinking like, what am I really trying to say? What is a kind way to say it? And what is a very well-rounded way to get my point across? That's Nice. Well, that's all you're mm-hmm. all de- you're describing. You're both describing the best version of that. Oh, yeah. Because by the yes. way, most couples I know have been to the couples therapy break up in yes. couples th- like are just like, oh, we've I it's think, made clear to us. That yeah. might be a stigma that, you know, the louder version that you're Maybe like, so. oh, most couples I know that because that's a marker that people tell you when they break up is like, then we even tried therapy and it didn't right. work. It's like right. that is kind of like the standard last ditch long term. Yes. yes. I think literally. it all has also has to do with if you're a willing participant. That is the whole right. thing. Are and you nice, there? Do yeah. you want to be there? Mm-hmm. And instead, because yeah. the energy is clear, if the people, if you want to be there, feel like you're reporting yeah. on each other. It should feel like you're continuing to like oil yes. the machine. You're not litigating the relationship. You're there to yes. see what you can dig in. And I think what you said is really interesting about the idea that even if you get to the same place, which is, I still hated what you did. Yeah. That the way, and I wish you hadn't, or whatever it is, that the way that you express that, if you can remove all of that sort of trauma or whatever, not even trauma, but aggravation, the or pattern of like fear the or whatever it is, yes, that you and feel like in your bones of- when you're saying, this is how I, and now I'm so angry or I'm so vermished or I'm so annoyed or I've been pushed to this level of discomfort that if you can get to a place where you're still saying that you might still believe the same thing, but what if you Mm -hmm. didn't have to feel it in your body so intensely? And that is a real, really exciting place to get to when you can just express yourself and have a real conversation about something. But you guys, I mean, you feel like Taylor shit is probably going to end up. I just, I I think that for me, the, the first thing that clicked in 
was when he said they never fight. That to me feels like the end of something. I don't think people should always fight, but the fact that you never fight means you're not that invested in this person. You're and not they, making compromises. And you're, exactly. Or, or you're making too many. It's like you're not like figuring it out together. It's exactly. Just like really, everything you agree on, everything. Everything that that's just sort of like okay, well, I don't really care that much, and I'm just not here to challenge anything. Or yeah, and what again, do you want to get for dinner? I don't care. Exactly. And all of a sudden the relationship is, I don't care. I do think also though, like, listen, everyone's spending a lot more time together than they used to. But the thing is, you said you love being alone. And then you described what you liked doing, which are all things you can do alone. All those are outdoor activities that you can even do during quarantine. You could certainly go kayaking right now by yourself and have everything you want. And yet for some reason, that's not on the table for you. Because I'm, it, it just your it sounds to me like you're looking have, to get out of here. Yeah, your I think pat- it's just a lot. Yeah, your yeah. Lack doesn't of have to do what, what you want to do. Yeah, I think the because biggest thing here is saying I want to live in other states. I want to live in other countries. I want to. Mm-hmm. This guy, your partner is happy with life the way that it is, and there's nothing and, wrong with that. But that's he bought a house. He got a dog. This is the life he wants, and you feel a little fenced in by that. And, and maybe you, the and you're dog is done. Ex- Maybe the dog is the what dog brought is. the fence in closer. Yes, the dog might have exacerbated yeah. that entirely. Yeah, you know, I think that she th- or is it is Taylor. I, I mean, think it's cares? a he. I think Tyler Taylor's a he. Twenty nine year old gay man. Yeah, yeah. Taylor, you know, you know what's up. I think I think that the the, the puppy being a big deal in Taylor's letter to him meant like you know this we have to be together because the puppy. But really, the bigger thing is that it's pushed all of these realities to the forefront that you can't really deny anymore it's like what are we going to raise this puppy together in this town i don't want to be a family with this person i don't want to be i've been forced to see what it really means to be a family with this person and i don't like it i don't want to and that's okay yeah that's okay you can also still be friends that's another thing that like my my um ex in toronto is we, we had dinner with her and my wife, and it's like fun to keep the, you know, like you care about these people, you invested this time with these people. And if you can break up in a way that you can, you can actually still get a lot of the things that you love about that person at this point, because it doesn't yeah. seem super sexual. If nobody hurt anybody to a point, which also hurting people, it has a lot to do with the same thing we were talking about in terms of couple therapy, couples therapy, which is if you're what you know, it's one thing when somebody hurts you first and that's the dynamic and then you get into the back and forth. But when you're trying to decide how to break up with a person and if you've really been quite good to each other and have had a nice time together, there's no reason why that can't be how you leave things and that you can't, sometimes people, I've said this before, relationships can transform in your life. People enter your life for a certain reason and sometimes you're in a romantic relationship with them and that's really not what you're supposed to be. You end up being something else, but you still love that person and you still want, you still care about them and want them in your sphere. And hopefully you can get to that place with this person. And if you can't, because he doesn't want that, you have to respect that too. But if this is sort of a low hum and a way you've been feeling for a long time, which I would guess it's long enough that you wanted to to ask, right? And you continue with that low hum, then I think you might, yeah, I think you might really want to consider um, the cost it, of that. Because it we doesn't all know, sound like you're going to miss him. And it doesn't no. sound like, by the way, it definitely doesn't sound like you're having sex at all. Yes. It just doesn't well, to me. And, 
and we I don't think know. That, that you wasn't don't know, addressed. For some I mean, people, it would have it been something that, that was like a point that was like, but we keep on fucking. I mean, our sex life is great or something. Or the other way around. There are some people who everything else is terrible in the relationship and they have sex with each other right until the minute they get divorced. I mean, everyone, it's just a, That's true. a rhythm for people. So I guess, but I just think it's crucial. Maybe, maybe. It doesn't sound and, sexy. Fucking right? all the way to divorce, though. I want to have that person on the podcast. <laughs> yes. I want to come back, have that couple and be like, so then, that okay, is, so what? It's just I'll like boring, never, boring, boring. Then- I'll never <laughs> understand it, but it exists. It absolutely exists. Wow. Oh my yeah. gosh, right in. Please oh, write I know, in. I'll, oh, I know people that have had the, the nastiest divorces and they could always still have sex no matter because what. Because they hate each other so much. So there's probably some pleasure in that. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Or it's who a release knows? or it's a who knows. But yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, Tyler Deal, uh, Taylor Deal, let us know where you end up. Yeah. Because it's not going to be Denver. I don't, I don't think it is either. But also, yeah. you, you might just be experiencing cabin fever. I don't know. Like everybody is. But he's 29. Brian. He wants out. He wants yeah. to go do other things. You're right. It's get, but go. I would say, but I, I think our potting words should be, Find the best way to end this so that yes. you can stay on good terms as much as possible with this person. Because he sounds like a lovely guy. It just sounds like you want a different lifestyle from one another at this time mm-hmm. in your lives. Okay, be kind and be kind. Don't be and annoyed. And if you guys are me. listening together and you're the partner, call me, bitch. You call no me. kidding. I'll move to Denver <laughs> you, for you. You sound hot. No kidding. I'd love a puppy. <laughs> yeah, a new puppy. I'd love a puppy. I'd love someone who didn't want a kayak. Yeah, or Snowski, or any of those. But also, things. who are these couples that are obsessed with doing everything together? That Go kayak if you want a kayak. Yeah, what does that have to do it. with me? I agree. When you and, come back, dinner will and be don't ready. Don't blame it on him that you're not. Yeah, agree. I love that we're acting like he just left the room, and now it's like, oh my god, can you fucking believe it? <laughs> it did feel that way. <laughs> if they write in, we can say whatever we want about them. That's right, Rana. They've put I themselves like on the chopping block. All right, Brian, Dia, you read this one. Dear Rana and Mr. Safi, that is what? a first. Where that are is we? a first. I don't think I'm on the same. Patriarchy. I don't think. Oh, okay. Dear Rana and Mr. Safi. Okay. No, I, okay. I can already tell you just from reading ahead, Sabrina's not going to like this question. Well, I already okay. hate, I hate this question. Oh, not me. Yeah. Dear Rana and Mr. Is, Safi. Well, they, they knew it was for you, this question. And Sabrina. Yeah. Love you both. Excuse me. My husband and I read an article in the New York Times about reading two-person plays at home as a quarantine pastime. <sighs> we both love literature and theater, but aren't actors by any means. Do you have, do you have any suggestions? No. Yes. For, stop doing it. That's my no, suggestion. No, not at all. I, I'm going to tell you right what to do. No. Do you have any suggestions for plays <laughs> two people could read together? I prefer you didn't include my name, but I'm open to one of Rana's infamous nicknames. Love you both. Kiss, kiss. Well, you shouldn't include your name because you should be humiliated that this Rana. is the yeah. sort of activity you're engaging in. How and dare leave you. the acting to the actors. Excuse Absolutely me. not. I mean, <laughs> leave the acting to the non actors. I think it's cute that they're doing it. I think it's cute that they're doing it, but I don't like that that they're wasting your time with like trying to find a two person play. You got to Google that. This is, I want more sexy done with my relationship. High I stakes could secrets. not. This to me is the sexiest question we've ever you? gotten. Sabrina, you I could, may- <laughs> I could truly just, I'm disgusted. You shake you. This is worse Love. than a dream question. To no, me. Cause this to me is foreplay. This to me is like, oh, okay. this to, you think this is role play. <laughs> Absolutely. Because what you do is you don't read a nice play. You read, you read Virginia Woolf? Ooh. Virginia Woolf. You read Closer. Yes. Okay. You read Dinner with Friends. You read God of Carnage. Okay, you read really- Legends. 
you know what I mean? You read Night Mother and do both roles. You reverse. I'm learning a big you read right True now. West. I was going to tell them to read Waiting for Godot because I hated them so much. Wait, you could read Waiting for Godot, but you'll be bored. <laughs> Scary movie two. Scary movie two. Exactly. All the why good... limit yourself? Do movies? Yeah. Do absolutely. True you West, could... and you play both the brothers, and then you have sex afterwards and switch yes, roles. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Legends, and one of you plays. Um, uh, whatever Joan Collins, one of you plays Linda Evans. We love letters. Love letters you could do. There are <laughs> the options are endless, and I'm telling you, if you do closer, Frankie and Johnny at the Clea Delune. Correct, and if you do closer <laughs> and you play the Clive Owen Julia Roberts mind game fuckery, sexy, you're gonna get there. And if you play Dinner with Friends and you, and by the way, the great thing about both those plays is that those couples don't interact always all together that sometimes this scene is a couple this scene is a couple you could do top dog underdog there's a lot you could do here wow so i just want to come out and just say i apologize to all the listeners i do i like walked into a dangerous neighborhood and i did not know where i was okay (laughs) clearly i knew this was not for you what oh it was the wrong question to ask me i'll tell you okay good good i hate these people i misread half the room here because that was shocking to my i had to face my personality that was like a therapy moment where it's like oh bitch yeah no for you that was not a good question but well it wasn't a good question for me but it was a great question for brian apparently i loved every second in fact i'm gonna when i saw this question on the list i said we're gonna have to fire adam o'burn sabrina i'm Happens to know Sabrina Jalice because he was her, her theater. T- oh my god, counselor. that's right. At I theater have camp. to tell you, I have to tell you, like you know, when you're little and you're gay, but then you're trying, you know, trying to justify straight. You collect your little boy crushes. I had a full crush on Adam O'Byrne. This <gasps> is wonderful. He was so charming and cute and tall, and his Adam's apple was huge. And I was like, this is a man. This is the kind of man that could take care of me. As I, I cannot know. wait for him to hear this. I hate to tell you, he is all of those things and he more as a gr- as an adult. Yes, he is yeah. the most wonderful person. And yeah, he just is like a, smart, funny, kind and he's smart, an funny, incredible handsome, father. He's an incredible father. In addition to all the other wonderful things, well, you let is. him know I have a family too. Okay, I'm not trying to start anything up. But. <laughs> I'll let him know. I will. He let him told know that. me that you are one of the funniest people he's ever known in his entire life, and that even when you were 12, he knew you were the he and Mo- you and Moose Musselman. Are the two funniest people he's ever known in his life? He said. Does Sabrina know Moose? She doesn't know Moose Musselman, but she's in Toronto, so she should hang out with him. So find, look up Moose Musselman and also look up Christian Andrew Broome. Musselman. Andrew Musselman. And Christian. Do I have to do that right now? No. <laughs> but we're saying while you're in Toronto, look I him up. I can't believe this compliment for me turned into a sharing it with a man named Moose that I've got to look up. His name is, his name is Andrew, is and he's an incredible oh, but she calls him uh, actor and comedian. I call him Moose Musselman. Oh, okay. I, you, you understand why I'm competitive with him, right? Like I uh, wanted to start a family course. with that. Of course. <laughs> well, he's married man. too, so don't worry. But he's Adam's best friend, Moose Musselman. So I don't know oh. if he was at the theater camp too. Okay, what I'm looking up right now, um, I don't know if I can share my screen. I guess I can. What I'm looking up right now is he's Moose not, Musselman. He's none of these. No, he's none he's, of those people. He's not. No, not Moose Muscle Man. <laughs> His name okay. is Andrew Musselman. Okay, spell Musselman. Okay. I don't know how to spell it. M U S S E L. M U S S E L. This is so funny. This is great. E-L. Look at her just sharing her screen. She doesn't care who sees it. There Andrew. he is. Do you is know that him? him? Yeah. I don't what do you mean, I is that him? You met him. I don't know. I mean, met him. 
<laughs> anyway. I met him once so briefly. I don't briefly. know why I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> You're heartbroken that, so, that you were sharing the Adam's hat. Just started, the compliment started so hard, like you're going to feel good at the end of this sentence. I have to be honest ended. with you, this entire question just really <laughs> broke her down, Rana. <laughs> This really, we I mean, tri- we she triggered was, something she deep was on a Brina. high going into this question. It wasn't just the question. It was the mention of Adam O'Byrne that hit a very, very deep no. spot. Because you know, I, they lost you the journey. called you by your first name and then Brian. <laughs> and then you threw in a fake Sabrina, which I detected because it said both after. That's true. So there, but this, the other thing that the underneath. other thing that happened was we took Sabrina on a childhood journey. By the way, she's drinking Canada Dry in case we didn't know where she was. I mean, so on the nose, Sabrina. Uh, you get it when you cross the border. We, <laughs> we took her on a childhood journey, and then we told her this person that is etched in your childhood soul in some way has told us that you made the likewise impression on them, which is the greatest thing a person can hear. And then we threw Moose Musselman into the mix. That's right. <laughs> but you would love Moose Musselman. I'm, I'm sure Do I you feel better? I, Do you feel better now? I feel so much better. Okay. I, but that whole thing made me sweat. No, I understand. Uh, okay. This is our last question. And then Sabrina, yes. I don't know if you know this, but well, you've got places to be, dear. And She's I don't know if... I don't know if you know this, that what are you working on? Are you writing something Everything. right now? Everything. I'm writing, I'm staffed on a show called HR, which is a spinoff of Big Mouth. Oh, where, of which course. Is like the office where all the hormone monsters well, live. Well, what are you telling me for? I'm the, I'm the intellect sphinx in HR. Oh, fuck yeah. Plus, don't you have like um, three things in development right now at CBS or something? I have two pilots. I have a CBSE and an ABC. Fabulous. So, so then I'm, uh, yeah. Breaking, breaking some stories. So well, tell just, tell Jen and Mark we say hello when you go back to the HR room. Are you kicking me out right now? No. No, we have one more question. <laughs> but when you go back. And if they need anyone on there who, who a character that recommends two-person plays, I'm I'm in for that. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> All right. Dear Ron it ends Brian, up being like a season arc. <laughs> <laughs> they exactly. just keep opening the door. They just keep opening the door and suggesting another play. It's the same yeah. conversation they have the whole uh, season long. They just keep opening the door. Yeah. Um, I like okay. the only play I could think of was Scary Movie Two. <laughs> Goosebumps. It is pretty. You're great. from Canada. She loves Goosebumps. And then Do- what was and what was the animal show where people would mutate from people to animals? Animorphs. Animorphs. Yeah. That sounds crazy. That's a Canadian show. Okay. Dear Ron Brian and guest, if anything, I'm reading the wrong. Okay. This letter may be a bit maudlin for the podcast. I understand if you don't read it, but I really value your opinions and I would like to know what you think. This past July, I was vacationing with my family at a summer cottage on the coast of Maine. Hmm. It's in a place called Christmas Cove. That sounds like a Hallmark movie. Definitely. Which, Rana, you may have heard of. It is a very exclusive location, excuse me. Unfortunately, on July 27th, my mother and I found my father short of breath and sweating profusely. I recognized signs of acute cardiogenic shock. We called an ambulance and he was brought to a small hospital in in Damariscotta, Maine. I sat outside his room with my mother listening to him code, but he did not survive. Awful. My father was 71. His death was unexpected and traumatic. Days after my father's passing, your podcast brought me so much comfort. Thank you. 
I will add that I am currently in medical school. And while this is probably the most challenging time in my life, I have remained successful. Getting to the point, my question is about grief etiquette. What do you have to say about the way you should act when a friend experiences a loss? I find myself keeping a mental tally of who said what to me and when. I don't know if this is a displaced outlet for my grief, but I am keeping track. Is this wrong? Is this selfish? I know that not everyone knows what to say. I know that not everyone has the reference point to be able to connect with me, but I still feel abandoned and hurt. In fact, my closest friend hurt me the most. She is also my roommate in Denver. Oh, we've just well, I, went there. Well, I know where you, who you can move in with now because someone's looking for a roommate. I hope and, you don't mind puppies. That's right. Well, I was still in Maine. She barely spoke to me. She texted me once, not asking me how I was doing, but to tell me her love interest was dating someone else. I replied <laughs> saying that I didn't have the capacity to help her process her feelings at the moment. Good for she, you. She apologized, but still hasn't really addressed my father's passing. Do you think this something this is something that I should speak to her about, or should I let it go and accept that some people are just really not equipped to handle these kinds of situations? I still love her, but I am harboring resentment. Is a best friend that isn't equipped to help me deal with grief really a best friend? Thank you so much for everything you do. You both make my life a brighter place. Love, Charles Johnson. I mean, everybody's I got us breaking up with their roommates for them today. They're signing their letters. Sabrina, no one ever signs their letters. The real These estate market is fire in Denver. That's right. <laughs> um, but also, I'm so sorry about your loss. And I think people um, have their own garbage and don't know how to process their own garbage, let alone the garbage that gets thrown at you and how they help you through that garbage. And um, I didn't imagine that I'd say garbage this many times so early on in my response <laughs> but it's you know I think that that it, it's totally fair for you to not feel close to your friend who doesn't know how to help you process grief or even acknowledge that you're going through something I mean it's totally like lol in a nightmare horror horror way when you say that she or they called you to complain about like their ex when they know that you're going through like the death of your father. It's like, I mean, how outside of the connection can you be? That is like yeah. not at all appropriate. That is not at all what's going on in your world. And I don't know Would if they were going through the same thing, would they then understand? I think like sometimes it takes going through something like that to really get it. And people are just really like the stars of their own movie um, but it's totally fair for you to like, take a step back from that friendship. And honestly, therapy is such a good, important thing to do right now as you're sort of like keeping track of the things that people say, because I bet they'd be great clues for a therapist to kind of like get to the note behind the note of what really winds you up, you know, like, mm -hmm. I think probably deep down, you, you probably know that that friend loves you, because otherwise, what would the basis for the friendship be if you didn't feel that love, but you know, isn't that, that's like that tough part of adulthood is like a little bit editing, editing the people around you and who is positive and who challenges and people you. Come, and so, like you said earlier, Rana, people come in and out of your life at different times. Yes. I'm not saying that you have to break up with this best friend or anything, but that is just no. a fact. That's it's, it's not often that someone's 
who was your best friend at 20 is your best friend at 40. I think this you person just changed is so much. I think this person is due for a downgrade. And I think mm-hmm. that they have shown that to be the case, which is you don't have to throw her away altogether, but uh, you might not want to live with that person. She's not if your you're best down, friend. Trying to downgrade too. Because I feel like if that was maybe a close friend, but she's not your best friend. And if that was your honest response to her, like if you're being honest with us that you said, I just can't process that right now, you essentially did tell her, gave her a pretty strong clue, I need you to be there for me. If it wasn't quite that, I do think it's probably worth saying it. And, and, you know, just saying like, it's really hurt me how you've really, your response about this and your support for me has really been lacking, but maybe that speaks volumes already. But as far as I'm concerned, you already did tell her when you said, I really can't think about that right now. I'm processing a ton of shit. Yeah. Yeah. I bet also, um, if I was to guess the person that you're talking about doesn't handle their, like it might have an example in their life of when someone died and they actually just like blacked it out of their minds and decided to like, look in the other direction. There's a Sex in the City episode where Samantha, Miranda's mother dies, and Mm -hmm. Samantha just cannot acknowledge it. Like, she's just sort of being dismissive about it and rude about it. And so she's, like, not going to go to the funeral, and then she ends up going to the funeral and just, like, breaks open. Obviously, that's a very dramatic way. But I think that personally, and again, I've never dealt with grief like this, I always think it's more about less about how you craft what you say and more about that you've said something. Yeah. More about mm-hmm. that you've reached out because it's hard to find the perfect thing to say. It's a, It can be a very uncomfortable thing. You're not sure what to say. You can't say, I know how you must feel because you probably don't or I can't, you know, but you, you have to say something. I, th- I Rana, think, Rana, you know. I think that what you're saying is dead on, which is there's two sort of two questions here. One is about the scorekeeping thing. And the other is about uh, is about the specificity of this relationship with this friend slash roommate. As far as the scorekeeping goes, uh, as far as I'm concerned, that's totally appropriate. I think so too. I don't think it's inappropriate. I don't think it's. I think it's inappropriate with a dash of what Brian said, which is don't expect people to say the perfect thing. Don't expect them. And this, by the way, advice goes for both sides of the equation, the person receiving the comments and the people giving the comments. The most important thing is to say something, to just say, I'm so sorry, or I'm thinking of you, or I'm sending love, or whatever it is, just the acknowledgement that the, that someone who is important to you or even not that important to you. Someone who has touched you in some way could be an old friend on Facebook. All the time I see people posting about people losing people. These could be people I haven't spoken to in 20 years. And I might just say, I'm so sorry because you just need the community to acknowledge that for you in some way. And that that's a very human thing to say, I see you. I see you grief. I'm so, this is, I'm sorry you're going through this. And it does make people feel at least seen, if not Mm -hmm. better. And so there's never, it's never wrong to say something. If your instinct is to say something in terms of the receipt of that information, please don't expect people to say things perfectly. I mean, but what you don't need now leading on to the friend, my biggest issue with the friend is the part where she wants to talk about the ex-boyfriend because she wants everything to go back to normal. 
She wants you to come back and she wants to have white wine Thursdays and she wants to talk about boys and she wants to do whatever. And she wants you to be that person for her because that's what she needs. And in every time she does something like that, she is failing you in some way as a friend because you are in this extraordinary moment in your life and you won't always be there, but you're still very much in the thick of it. This happened three months ago. That's nothing. And you're not ready for that kind of engagement, for that kind of fun or lightheartedness or whatever. And you've said as much. And by the way, it's not, when something happens like this to somebody, no one ever, like a best friend or a whatever, if someone has lost someone, the person who is supposed to be there for their friend, they're never excited about that. No, but it's something nobody you wants have to, to deal do, with this. Nobody course. wants to confront loss. No. no one wants to confront mortality. No, but it's nothing that time, no, anyone looks forward to, but like you have to be there for your friend. But there's more anxiety in avoiding it than there is yes. in just addressing it. Completely. And it is a part of life. It is yeah. the scariest and, and saddest, but it is a part of life that that underscores everything that we do. So why and, not and say those, to someone those, you love, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Checking those in. Those friendships text. that matter... I think the most important thing because it's so sincere is that you are meeting your friend where your friend, where they are at and you're there yes. to, it's only like listen and totally. hug and like that you can provide that regardless of whether it's like what you want to do or not. I think but that's selfishness. We're all, we're all sort of tapping into the fact that this person is a selfish yeah. person that we're we're dealing with. And that's is, just naturally going to downgrade regardless of the death of your father. That was always going to get this you is there. Your, and maybe the that's first, a gift that this yeah. is. Yes. And this is the first time you're going through this. And all of us in life hopefully only go through this a couple of times. But the fir- it's just like falling in love for the first time. The first time you experience this kind of profound grief is the most intense. And it is the roadmap for how you see these things for the rest of your life. And what you are learning here is that this this gal is not your best friend. Yeah. She might be, she can still be your friend. You can have dinner with her and have fun with her and whatever when you're Go ready. Go to a luncheon. But don't look to her for any kind of support. She has shown you that she is not, and maybe it has to do with grief and trauma and something else in her past, but she has shown you that she, you, she is not the friend you need right now. You need Maybe somebody pull, else. Pull a prank on her and put some nair in her shampoo. Oh, mm-hmm. do it. And then, or yes. A spice at the end. That's a uh, great so I, idea. I'm in therapy and I, I'm perfect now, but go ahead and nail that bitch. Absolutely. Or maybe you could do a little thing. This would be harder to pull off, but you could blindfold her and be like, let's, pay, let's play best friend taste test. And you blindfold her. <laughs> Everybody you, loves a taste test. Exactly. And you put like, okay, so what flavor is this? And get like a spoonful of cinnamon and watch her go. And then get a ton of nutmeg and watch her hallucinate because that's what that does. So you I, play best friend taste test. Now I understand how you best two are friends. <laughs> I recommend best friend taste test as well. Today's podcast brought to you by Best Friend Best Taste, Friend Taste Test. Test. For taste, one of them cinnamon. <laughs> yep. All right. That is uh that I think that's our advice. Does anyone have anything else to say? <sighs> no. Downgrade. I mean, 
down. I'm sad that this is almost over. I, this has been so sweet. I love. Oh, we have one more thing. To, we have one more little thing to do with you, Sabrina. Yeah, we have. So we I have, just want to tell you that I'm, I've had so much fun, and I would like. Well, to. we have really two things to do, but I don't think Sabrina has time for our cliffhanger today. Probably <gasps> not. Yeah, but, I mean, squeeze it in, pinch it in. Okay. Well, first, what we do is we. So every week we yeah. give away something to the person who we thinks who we think needs it the most. Uh, who yeah. wrote in? Yeah. So Rana, what are we giving mm. away this week? Well, it's it's a little tricky because today is election day, so I'm I'm really worried about people and about how they're taking care of themselves. Okay. So I'm giving away today a Mary Bell hot chocolate kit. Great! That sounds so yeah. nice. I think people. I think the. The, I I've never had Mary. Bell. I shouldn't be giving away. Uh, I shouldn't be giving away other hot beverages because I our know co- exactly. Our coffee I know is exactly. really the, is the only one that we should be giving away. But I mean, because it is, uh, we're going into the cold months now, and everybody needs a little extra comfort. And not everybody's a coffee drinker. We're going to give away a Mary Bell hot chocolate kit. So, Sabrina, are we giving this to Sabrina. the apathetic relationship in Denver, the two-person play, which I assume is what you're going to say? Oh, or no, do we, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, no, I still don't like that person. <laughs> or are we giving it to gr- uh, grief? I mean, come on. It's yeah. obviously going to grief just because grief has been – I grief, I love the way you wrote. I love that you're going to ditch this best friend. You're going to find this amazing new partner, a yeah. partner, a parent, partner, uh, apartment. Apartment is what I meant to say. But yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, hate that, I hate that I said parent in the middle of that. But you're going to, but you, you are um, off on a new <clears throat> chapter and you're yes. going to be sipping cocoa on that new chapter totally. on your cool new couch in your cool new apartment. Yeah. Um, and not only that, guess what? Guess what best friend taste test is all about? Making your best friend taste lots of different powders. That's so true. For, for your best new best friend, friend can try so your the new best chocolate friend kit can, with you. That's right. You could do the yeah. new well, taste test with your new best friend. It's yes, true. The new taste test, but also use it as a misdirect for the stupid bitch. No kidding. You're going to trick into cinnamon. You know, you do the first taste test. You're like, ooh, I never heard of this game, but I like it so much. Yeah. Then, first taste. First taste is Mary Bell. Second taste yes. is hot yes. sauce. Exactly. Yes. And third is the cinnamon or nutmeg. Or the yeah. B- or both. Yeah, do a combo. Then, Why not hallucinate and, she, and run for the bathroom all and choke yeah, to death all like the same time? And, sneezing and, and you're a like medical student, so eyes. you can bring them but you can revive her if you yeah. if you if you have to. Yeah. yeah. And then you press play and it's that song of I told my thing into the side of it, pretty <laughs> yes. little chest on drop. Yep. And then you can get a little uh a <laughs> little uh, a little tea cup yeah. and s- stir a spoon in it while yeah. she has the hallucination so that next Ooh. time she stir the spoon, she hallucinates I mean, again. Brian, like, get out. When did she start oh, hallucinating? Pavlovian. With from the nutmeg apparently. <laughs> Brian's like, now that she's unconscious in a ditch, start digging. <laughs> well, <laughs> all of Brian's plots involve stirring something or smoking something. Because that means yeah. you got away with something. Yes, it does. Or you're stirring, Or you're watching the, just watching them die. Exactly. Yeah. See, Sabrina uh, just plant, just did, did a big trick on somebody. If ever there was anyone that needed a, ma- a marshmallow in their cocoa cup right now, it's Charles Johnson. So Charles, he's getting it. Yeah. This is Terrific. all you, buddy. Okay. So, Sabrina. At yeah. Sabrina Jalise. Yeah. That it. That's it. That's we- the one. She's the funniest, the best, the smartest. 
She could have been Mrs. Adam O'Byrne if she had played her cards right. She could have been Mrs. Adam O'Byrne. <laughs> Boy. Uh, so we just have to read our cliffhanger. If you have time, we read our cliffhanger. We don't and answer then, it here. We answer it on Patreon. Yes. We just but if you, read if you, it. If you don't have time, that's also fine. Well, why don't you sign up on Patreon to find out if Sabrina Jalice is answering this question? No, but you're not answering it regardless. <laughs> you're not oh, either way. Hey, hey. Well, you're just listening then. to it. <laughs> you're just listening to us read it, really, so that you'll sign up for Patreon, Sabrina. That's the idea. Did you get your <laughs> yes. ask? Did you get your ask Rana coffee, Sabrina? I didn't. Adam oh, was you- sending you ask Rana coffee. Really? Yeah. Oh my whole gosh! Bean, I, whole want, I can't wait ground. to taste it. Oh, it's absolutely incredible. Wait a minute, Sabrina. We have two blends. We have the Carriage House blend, which is a bright blonde roast every day. Amazing coffee. Shades of Vanilla is the other one, which is vanilla flavor. Oh, I want that bright, bright, bold one. Oh, I can almost taste it. Oh, it's incredible. And then the Shades of Vanilla is not a flavored coffee, Brian. How dare you say that? It's a vanilla scented. It's a vanilla scented coffee. It's infused with vanilla. And well, I'll read this cliffhanger very yeah. quickly because it's okay. a short one. Is that okay yeah. with you, Sabrina? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Dear Rana, Brian, an amazing guest. Well, Sabrina, there you go. I will try to keep my question and explanation concise. For, con- for context, I'm a 28-year-old woman married to a 33-year-old man. Okay. We just married over the summer, small and safe ceremony, and neither of us have children. I've always wanted to be a mother. I'm a natural caretaker to my loved ones and also have built my career in working in the social services field, specifically working with people who have disabilities. My husband's always wanted children as well, and I know he would be an absolutely incredible father. I'm currently terrified about the state of the world. There are so many things I am scared of right now. But when I think about having a child, the Earth's climate is the scariest and most looming element. I worry that having a child is a selfish act at this point. Can I justify it? And if so, how? Thank you so much for your podcast. Please do not use my name. Kindly, anxious of the future. Patreon.com okay. slash Ask Rana for that answer. And Sabrina, icon, legend, um, one half of Multi-hyphenate. Love Letters. Exactly. Yes. That's right. Performing in Love Letters at the San Diego, at the La Jolla Playhouse this summer. Correct. Correct. She's doing one part. You're doing the other. That's right. Yeah. Uh, thank you for being I with us. I don't know what Love Letters is, but I'm it's a, sure it's you're going to it. It's a two-person play for old people. Yeah. Okay. Um, guys, <laughs> I just have to take control for one quick second. <laughs> My line read of okay. <laughs> um, okay. Sabrina, you are the I best. Really thank you for being with us. I really do get so nervous when people start talking about plays because I don't know anything about it. This is Sabrina Julius judging everyone and yet having problems of her own that she's demonstrated on the podcast. Signing off at Sabrina Jalice. I love Rana's coffee and I love you, listener. We couldn't end it better. Great. Sabrina Jalice, we love you. Happy Canada Day. Uh, thank <laughs> kiss, you. I kiss. love you guys. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.